Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York football Giants. Learn more at picknrg.com. And by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. And brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. Lance Meadowbop, Papa Carl Banks with you as the Falcons edge the Giants 17-14. to This is the second straight game in which the Giants have lost on a last-second field goal. Dustin Hopkins nailed a 43-yard field goal last Thursday night in Washington. And today it's Youngway Koo from 40 yards out as it caps a seven-play 58-yard drive in the final minute 50 seconds as the Falcons walk away with a three-point victory here at MetLife Stadium. So the Giants now starting 0-3 for the second straight season and the Falcons snapping a seven-game losing streak that dates back to last season. Carl, unfortunately, very similar to what we were talking about in the loss to Washington. The penalties certainly collected. The sack late. Atlanta was able to get the ball back and the inability for the defense to make a key stop and keep the Falcons out of field goal range. Yeah, so this this is a it's an accumulation of things and it's just not good football right now, Lance. There's some flashes of things, but there's not enough put together to say they're playing good football. This is not winning football. This is finding ways to lose every week, finding plays, losing plays uh, every week. And, you know, until they can eliminate those, we're going to see the same thing. And it's 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 frustrating, I know, to fans because, to me, it's frustrating watching it. Um you know, just some of the things you see. Like, you saw them put together a drive, no penalties. They, they didn't have a one-third down in the entire drive. Touchdown, clean as can be. And then you get to the red zone twice before that, and you have a comedy of errors. You know, you start off on the, the eight-yard line, and you go backwards into a field goal, right? You start one on the 30, I believe. And your quarterback takes his eyes off the ball, go, ball goes through his hands. Might as well be a sack. Might as well be yeah. a, basically a self-sack. Is a self-sack. And boom, there you go. Um, Atlanta's game-tying drive, they go 72 yards. You get a chance to get off the field with an interception in the end zone, and you drop it. By Dory Jackson. Yeah, and so then they come back. That's the Giants' point. I'm saying, boy, you probably don't want to give Atlanta the ball back. And sure enough, 28-yard play. Is a, no, 38-yard play and a 25-yard play. And there you are. So it's just to, you can't – this is not winning football. Um, and it's – you know, again, it's, it's almost – not worth discussing the things that they improved on because they find another thing that they step, take a step backwards on. They played the run better today. They did very well on third downs for the most part. Still no pass rush that, that would you could say impacted this game. Consistency-wise. Yeah. Right. Um, your offensive line, listen, for what they are, they're giving this quarterback time, right? And then I'm looking at the running back. So those are some of the, the things that we continue to see improve, right? Then I look at the running back. He's got to make defenses earn it. His, the, the, the dancing and the twisting and turning, get your cleats in the ground, get what you can, and also give your offensive line a chance. They ran a sweep one time, and there's nothing but blue shirts in front of him. And he just stops and wants to change directions. Well, at the end, yeah. That's a convoy. One of the last, you know, one of the late drives coming this way, Carl, when I saw it, it was blocked. If he stays with it. Just get behind those guys and and make the defense earn it. And then you have the screen screen pass where he's got a blocker out in front of him. Just get get in his hip pocket. Let those guys earn their money because that's what they like to do. They want to roll great. You've got. You've got a um, a defensive back on an offensive lineman. Don't give that defensive back a chance to get off. 
make him play peekaboo as he goes for a ride. Those are the things that are frustrating because when you see Saquon Barkley decisive, cleats in the ground, four, five, six, 12 yards, right? When he's dancing around, not putting pressure on the defense, it's a loss of two. And, you know, you're dancing, you're not getting anything, or you get one play block well or decent to the front side of the center, you decide to go back to the back side of the center where a linebacker's waiting for you. The reason they have it, you they, they, they say press the hole, which means you've got to press the side that's blocking so the backside guy doesn't have a chance at you. When you got a hat on a hat, make a guy tackle you in the hole. Run through an arm tackle. All right, we'll step aside. We'll come back. We'll later on hear from Joe Judge, get some player reaction too as the Giants fell to the Falcons 17-14. They start the season off 0-3 here in East Rutherford, New Jersey. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. And thank you so much as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Alongside Bob Poppett, Carl Banks, I'm Lance Meadow. Giants fall to the Falcons 17-14, 0-3 now on the season. Big Blue Kickoff Live is the Giants Daily Call-In Show on Giants.com. Every weekday, all part of the Giants Podcast Network. The archives can be found on the Giants mobile app and on all popular podcast platforms. So, Carl, one of the things that you brought up right before we stepped aside was essentially red zone inefficiency is what I like to call it. And that was an issue for the Giants last season. This was a Falcons defense coming in allowed seven touchdowns and eight red zone opportunities. And the Giants had two early ones, failed on those, settled for field goals. And when you lose by a field goal, Carl, all of those possessions where you're knocking on the door add up and further get put under the microscope as a result. Yeah, I mean, but you're you're in the red zone and you're hurting yourself. You're doing more to yourself than the opponent is to um, keep you out of the end zone. So, listen, uh, again, Part of winning is learning how not to lose, not learning how to win. And then, you know, the other piece of this, too, that it's kind of an intangible thing. But I think with a guy like a Nick Gates out, and I'm not saying that he would be that guy, they don't have an alpha personality on this team. they got a lot of nice guys, and that's, that's what you want. But, I, you know, you need an alpha personality somewhere within this mix to light the fire under somebody. Um, to get them going, and it's just this is not their makeup. So they have to be uh, more precision in what they do. They have to be um, better around, you know, they have to be mistake-free. They're not good enough to overcome it, and I don't see that, that alpha personality that where guys say, okay, God done it, we, we're about to take this game over. You know, Bob talked about it after the, after the, um, this, the, deep, the offense scored, uh, to go ahead, and he talked about the good teams, their defenses just they get the ball back and get it to their offense. They don't give the opponent a chance to get back in the game, and this is not that. You know, they just went in, you know, 50 yards in two plays, 55 yards in two plays, and right away your defense's back is up against the wall, and then you're still, you're still battling, but you drop one in the end zone. So – you know, you devoid of alpha personalities, you better be damn sure buttoned up across the board, mistake-free, tech, you know, um, fundamentally sound on every single play because it's kind of a go-along-to-get-along type of thing, you know, and you bend but don't break. You bend but don't break when you don't have – that alpha that says, let's go get this SOB, let's go get a sack, let's go get a fumble, let's go generate a turnover, you're just kind of playing until the other team makes a mistake. And that's – that's you got to be really good to do that. Well, Carl, I, the one thing I would say on the defensive side of the ball is between Jabril Peppers, Logan Ryan, uh, you know, Leonard Wood. I mean, they got guys there. Alpha personalities. That's what they need. They, they need, need better a, players. That's what no, they need. No, no, defensively, Bob, they don't need better players. They need to play better. You can't tell me the, the, the talent that they have on the field today wasn't good enough to beat the Atlanta Falcons. They, this is not a talent issue right now. They've addressed a lot of issues, um, but they're just not playing well. It's not that they don't have the talent. 
And if they play well, they don't play consistent. So that is the issue. This is not, you know, this is not last year. This isn't, you know, the year before. There's talent on this defense. Well, I I will say this. To me, you know, like the mark of – the mark of a, a good defense, and they can talk about all the good things that they did statistically last year, but this is 2021. Yeah, you get a touchdown, you get your quarterback running over one of their best defensive players, you get the two-point conversion, and you have the lead, and then boom. Give up a third and eight, give up a third and four, give up a third and two, drop an interception in the end zone. And next thing you know, it's a tie game. You give up a 15-play, 72-yard drive. Yeah, like good teams right. don't do that. Bob, I hate to cut you off. We got Joe Judge standing by. Let's head to the podium to hear what the head coach has to say. Obviously, you prepare every week to have success. Okay, you come out of any game without success. Okay, and there's things that you're, you know, obviously, you know, not happy about. Okay, the key for us right now is to make sure that we go back to work, we correct the mistakes. We keep being productive and things are doing well, and we stay together as a team and keep pushing forward. That's the biggest picture thing right now. Show your defense for the second week in a row gave up a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter and in the waiting moments. How do you fix that? Go back to work and we keep on working on it. You know, I thought they stepped up in the end of the first half, did a good job in a short field two-minute right there. we got to keep making aggressive plays right there. Obviously, it comes down to you know, making sure we're in the right call and executing the techniques and fundamentals at the time right there. we got to make sure we put it all together. Coach, a lot of missed opportunities in the red zone. Um, the penalties again come back. You're a guy that preaches discipline constantly. How do you clean this up? This is a few weeks of this now, and you know I know it has to affect you. I mean, you're a guy who's disciplined, 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 and this keeps happening. How do you clean this up? Yeah, I think the things that show up today in terms of the penalties on the field, you know, really that comes down to more technique, post-snap, in terms of a set of focus and finish right there. We got to make sure we keep drilling that, correcting it in practice. We stress keeping our eyes up, seeing what we hit, make sure we remove ourselves in the situation. Sometimes our bang bang plays are pretty close. We got to make sure we go ahead and put the players in the right position. All right, that we eliminate those shots right there. Joe, do you have to worry about, do you have to worry about the morale of this ball club at all? No, I think the DNA of our team is the team comes back and goes to work. Okay, look, no one's going to be happy after a loss. That's the reality of what it is. Okay. The element of what we do as professionals, we got to come back and go to work. We got to watch the tape. We got to key on it. We got to prepare for a tough opponent coming up next week. So, in terms of you know the morale of the team, you know I trust in the way the guys work, the way I see them work on a day in day out basis, and they stick together as a team. That's the biggest part right there. I'm looking for is how they work. You had a bunch of guys go down first half. Uh, Blake, uh, is it uh, as bad as it might look? I haven't had any word on Blake to be honest with you. Obviously, they took him out. Um, I was told same thing you guys were told me. I have not seen Blake. I've not talked to the doctors after the game concerning Blake right there. I don't have an answer on that one. Hopefully, it's not serious. Uh, Blake's obviously a key part of our team. Uh, he's a leader. He's a hard worker. He's a tough dude. Um, you know, we'll see where he's at. And hopefully, it's you know, hopefully it's going to trend in the right direction. Joe, in the fourth quarter, you guys burned two timeouts early. Um, I guess how much responsibility do you take for mistakes like that happening? Well, when we had the. Uh, communication issue with the headset dropping down in terms of the coach the player system right there so I want to make sure we're just in the right call I want to make sure that we didn't you know we had a third down situation I want to make sure that with the system going down briefly that we went ahead and we handled that the right way all right obviously you know we didn't convert on that one right there and it kept on going you know in terms of the other ones right there um, talk about the end of the first half timeout that was by design to go ahead and see what they were doing at that point based on where we're at in the half that we had coming up right there so that was by design right there on that one on uh, defense, you've had today. You had Logan Ryan and Dory Jackson both drop interceptions. I mean, can can a defense survive when its top players can't make those kind of plays? I think those are things we talked about in terms of having opportunities and making sure we finish. We got to make sure you know keep putting the players in the right position. Those guys play those plays aggressively to put themselves in position right there and get it. And obviously, things that keep on working in practice: jugs, machines, interception drills, things of that nature. You know, those things you go back to work on, you focus on, and you show the players in terms of okay, this is what's happening. Here's what we got to keep on right now to make sure we keep pushing the right direction. To fix those. Joe, I, I don't want to say play scared, but does the defense in crunch time, it's the last couple of games, does the defense in crunch time get nervous? No. No, I don't see that at all. I don't see that at all. Now it comes down to you know, making sure the calls are right, the execution's right at the moment right there. Um, no, I don't see anything in terms of that. Joe, you're, you're working the game yep. all intently, but can you tell uh, 
um, the, the crowd was not happy at a lot of times here. And, uh, you know, Evan Ingram got booed off the field when he had a fumble. And uh, just it, it seemed like this was a sort of a hostile situation at times with the home crowd. Can you sense any of that? I love our crowd. Look, it's New York. It's supposed to be a tough place to be, right? And that the nature of where we're at right there? People demand excellence because that's where we're at, the biggest market. You know what people want right there? So that's what we have to work to give them. It's not just their job to show up here and just go ahead and pat us on the back. It's our job to entertain them, give them something to cheer about. That's it. What do you say to Evan now? I mean, keep your head up, keep playing right there. That's it right there. To the point where even at the end, he got booed for, I mean, cheered, I'm sorry, for coming off the field. Like, nothing that was even his doing. How did, how do you, what do you say to a player to handle that? We handle what we do on the field, guys. That's the reality of what it is. Like, I got it. Like, I got booed early in the game for not going for a fourth down. We punted it, and everyone erupted and cheered when it was down inside the five. Like, we got to make the best decisions for playing the game and putting ourselves in position for success. In terms of any reaction from the crowd, I'm never going to criticize a crowd. Are you kidding me? It's our job to entertain them. It's our job to please them. That's the reality of what it is right there. In terms of our players and reacting to that right there, look, we're supposed to have adversity. That's nature of what we do. We talked before about pressure. There's supposed to be pressure on our job. That's the reality of what we do, what we get paid for. So in terms of, you know, reacting to something externally, we've got to focus on what we do, each play in the process of being successful. Coach, were you happy to Have you heard about their status? Uh, I haven't heard much about their status other than that. They didn't finish the game today with us, obviously. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, it's a quick turnaround for both those guys. They're obviously, you know, integral parts of our offense. And I was pleased with seeing some other guys step up. You know, Tony did a good job. You know, made some plays early on for us right there. Colin made some nice catches down the stretch. Obviously, Kenny played today. made some big-time catches. So, there are a number of other guys making plays, getting the ball in 26's hands and getting him started right there in some space. So, there are a lot of positive guys stepping up right there. It's our job to make sure, you know, whoever's available for the game, we put them in position, and it's their job to go out there and execute. Coach, are you, are you, how are you assessing Saquon hitting the holes out there? And can you talk about Booker being a scratch today? You know, in terms of the inactives, um, look, there's a lot that goes in every week in terms of, you know, healthy scratches, injured scratches, whatever it may be. Obviously, we make the best decision for the team. There's multiple roles that are always involved. So for whatever player that's down for different reasons, it's not always a reflection of anything that people want to read into in terms of confidence or trusting the player. A lot of times it's just in terms of how the flow of the game is going to be played and who's available. You know, what we have to do in terms of debt backups on different parts of the team as well. Yeah, I've seen him have some productive runs right there. I got to take a look at the tape before I go ahead and make any um, broad picture statements on that. Up Saquon, he seemed to be like stretching uh, a lot in sideline, kind of pulling himself out a bunch. Uh, I didn't see anything on that in terms of him pulling himself out. I didn't see that either. We kind of rotate and roll those backs a good bit. So in terms of Penny going in, Gary going in, he had something right there. We roll a lot. Two more. Two more. You're a big proponent of complementary football, yes. the idea of all three phases play into each other. You make the decision to, to punt there at the 50, uh, and obviously you're going to put it on your defense, but also I would imagine you're not expecting your punter to put the ball in the end zone. Is it more frustrating when you're trying to call the game complementary-wise, and it's just not... One, it seems like one phase is not helping out the other. Well, all three have to play off each other, Art. So exactly what you just said right there. In terms of, you know, we've got to make sure we execute at the time, you know, in terms of how it comes up. Um, obviously, punt from the 50, we're looking to pin those guys back, put them on a long field. For that final drive, that was a big part of what we were doing. Obviously, at that point, we're looking to play to our defense and confidence in how they've been playing throughout the game, things they were doing. So, you know, our punting game's been pretty good in the plus 50 zone right there. Keon made a big-time play earlier in the day for us. You know, we look to play for it right there. But in terms of offense, defense, kicking game, yeah, we all obviously have to execute when the number's called. How, how healthy was Kenny Galladay today? Because we saw his kind of his snaps managed and before the game looked like you guys were really kind of deliberating about whether to play him or not. Yeah, I'd say the medical staff gave us a green light to play, and, you know, they indicated that it was in the best interest of him to go out and play. That was something we watched, you know, throughout practice this week. We obviously, you know, managed some of the volume this week in terms of what he did and build him up a little bit. Uh, we saw enough from pregame, and the medical staff saw enough from pregame to say he was good to go, and obviously went out there and made his plays for us today. In terms of some gauge of exactly where he is percentage-wise, I couldn't speak for Kenny on that right there. I know he's a tough dude, and he plays through, you know, a lot of nicks and bumps. At this point of the year, guys, no one's 100%. Like, there's not a player in the league that's 100% right now. So, you know, you just got to make sure you put a guy out there who's safe to play. So that was Joe Judge's press conference brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants, as the Giants fall to the Falcons 17-14 here at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. We will step aside. Later on, we'll be hearing some player reaction. Giants now 0-3 on the season. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants radio network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. I'm Daniel Jones, and now back to more Giants football 
on the fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. They're going for two here. Barkley in motion to the right. Jones is going to run left. Finally gets into the end zone. What a play by Daniel Jones. He took on contact and just ran over Grady Jarrett. Wow. Danny Dimes dropped a dime on a big guy. And one of the most notable defensive linemen in the NFL to add to that is that is the play of the game brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com as the Giants added the two-point conversion to the touchdown to give themselves a 14-7 lead. Atlanta, though, would respond with a 15-play, 72-yard drive. The Giants then were forced to punt, and the Atlanta Falcons ended the game with a 40-yard field goal to give them a 17-14 victory over the Giants. As we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point, Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you. We just heard from Joe Judge right before we stepped aside. We are expecting to hear from Daniel Jones and company, and the player press conferences will be brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company of the New York Giants. Bob, one of the things Joe Judge was asked about was complimentary football, and we were even talking about this last week. It seems as if, you know, the other trend even going back to last season, games where the defense delivers, the offense doesn't put up enough points. Games when the offense puts up enough points, the defense doesn't balance things out or there's some special teams issue. And here's another game where you hold the Atlanta Falcons to 17 points. In most NFL games, you'll say very winnable situation if you hold the opposition to 17, but the offense, one touchdown, two field goals, a week after putting up 29 points on the board. Yeah, Lance, and they, they ran against a worse defense this week. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the Falcons had given up 66 points defensively through the first two weeks. Here's the thing. I was looking at my notes that I keep. You know, the Giants, at first blush, you're going to look at, all right, the Giants were pretty good on third downs. They were 7-14. That's 50%. But of their 14 attempts today, seven of them were nine or more yards where they were one for seven. Like, they do some things on, on drives where they're putting themselves in a position not to be able to succeed. Look, it's a team that, I hate to say it, makes mistakes across the board. And Carl and I have been talking about this going back to last year. This is a, a football team that does not – have the luxury of margin of error. They're not good enough. I mean, the offensive line, as far as their run blocking and all that other stuff, yeah, they did a pretty good job in pass protection. Um, but it's not an offensive line that can just line up, say, hey, we're running it at you, stop us. And Can't you know do it's it. coming, yeah. Can't do it. Um, pass rush, yeah, they had three sacks in the game, and Aziz Ojolari got that sack near the end of the first half, which was huge. But – do they have a consistent pass rush? No, they don't have that. And then the ability to get off field, uh, get off the field in big situations, you know, not happening. And then they hurt themselves too. Like Coach Judge was asked about the timeouts. I got the one on defense when the Falcons had a third down. Remember, Blake Martinez is the guy that normally gets the call, and so they had to change that around. He and Patrick Graham wanted to make sure they were set. And then he referred to the one at the end of the half. I think the reporter was referring to the one. And to me, this is an inexcusable one. When you start looking at game management, fourth quarter, okay, it's fourth quarter of the ball game. It's, you're losing by one point. You got a nice drive going. And on a third and five at the Atlanta 29-yard line, Jones hits Colin Johnson for a five-yard pass. He's got the first down. The officials say move the chains. There's not even a measurement. The Giants have to use the timeout there before they run a play on first and 10 at the 24-yard line. Like, you, I, I, they're resetting the play clock. As soon as Johnson gets up, they're moving the chains. You, there's no question as to whether it's first down or not. And the official change in the second half from in front of the Giant bench on that side of the field there, you, there's no excuse for having to use a timeout in that situation because those things are things that you might need later in the ball game, and it's 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 little things like that. Uh, it's dropped interceptions, it's bad angles on tackles. You know, at the end of the game, they throw a little bubble screen to, to Patterson, and Rodarius Williams takes a bad angle, 
and next thing you know, he's off and running on the first play from scrimmage. You can't do that. You can't have a drive going at the end of the game, and then all of a sudden you're dropping passes, you're missing blocks, and now you're punting from midfield. Look, I don't know what to say to the fan base right now other than I feel for you. But, I mean, if you think about it, you know, these people were here today. They were in full voice. They were here to honor and celebrate Eli Manning, and they were looking for the Giants to win a home game against a team that has been not very good through the first two weeks of the season and a team that had lost seven games in a row going back to last year. And you can't score more points than this. You can't get big stops when you have to against a team that's not that talented. I mean, the Giants, I'm going to give the stat again. Since the first, since the start of the 2017 season, the fans that are coming into this building, wearing their blue, wearing their stuff, the Giants are 9-25 and 25 at home. 9-25. and 25. Last 34 home games, these fans have watched 25 losses out of 34 home games. It's an angry family, and I don't know what to say to them to make them feel better because let's look at the reality. We could talk about going back to work and improving, and we have to improve. You're coming off a mini-buy. You lost a heartbreaker in Washington after a woeful performance in week one. You're the well-rested team. You've had the extra preparation time, and you're coming in playing a team that's that is going to probably finish dead last in their division. Falcons are probably going to finish dead last in the NFC South with Carolina, with New Orleans, and with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And you score 14 points and you lose, you're 0-3 in the easy part of your schedule. You got The Giants next up is at New Orleans where they have not won since 1993. The Giants have not won a game in New Orleans. They've been outscored by a – they've been doubled in points scored. God, a true breeze isn't there. Then you got to go to Dallas, which, look, with the way the Giants are playing defense right now, Dallas is going to go up and down the field on them. Then you're going to come home and you're going to play the Rams, who are arguably one of the best teams in the NFC. This was your opportunity to get off to a good start and get something going. And now you, you come out of this game, and who knows how long Blake Martinez is out for, important part of your defense, and you lost – two wide receivers that that got hurt in this game with hamstrings guess what wide receivers and hamstrings that's not coming back the next week nagging injuries especially if you re-aggravate it so the Giants dealing with some mishaps across the board as well as injuries will step aside come back here's some player reaction and also make sense of the fact that the Giants now have committed 19 penalties over the last two games they fall to the Falcons 17-14 here at MetLife Stadium we'll be back right after this You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. And we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you. Giants fall to the Falcons 17-14. Let's head to the podium. Daniel Jones addressing the media. These games come down to uh, the fourth quarter. They come down to to making plays, uh, you know, when you have to, and and we've got to do that better. Got to execute and, and, and make those plays. How do you finish? Joe talks about finishing the game. My question to you is how do you finish a drive and get the touchdown instead of the field goal? What do you guys need to do in that regard? Um, I mean, I think I don't think it's anything different than what we need to do on, you know, P and 10 when we get the ball. I think it's, it's about executing plays, um, you know, understanding the situation and, and how that factors in. But... Ultimately, it's about executing plays, taking what, what they give us and, and um, not hurting ourselves. So, um, you know, we, we've got to be able to maintain that uh, execution down the field throughout drives and, and not, uh, you know, not allow ourselves to, to stall. And, and, you know, we're able to move it. We're able to, uh, you know, make a lot of, you know, positive plays, move the ball down the field, execute, and then you've got to continue that into, into the red zone. How hard is it to stay positive um, after you have losses the way you have these last two weeks? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, we, we expect to win. We want to win. Everyone's uh, Everyone in that locker room's a, a, a competitor, and, and it's frustrating. But, um, you know, we have no choice but to, to let, um, you know, to let this motivate us to uh, continue to work, to uh, 
you know, put our heads back down and, and, and go back to work, correct what we need to do, what we need to correct, um, and get better from it. Daniel, you, you, you look pretty excited. Um, when you, you know, take the ball in on the end zone, you kind of carry a guy in with you, you kind of pump your fist. Do you allow yourself at that moment to think, I think, you know, we have the points to win now, we're going to finally win a game here? No, I, I don't think... Uh, at any point, I don't know what the time was there uh, in the fourth quarter, but uh, like I said, these drive, these games come down to final drives, and, and um, you know, oftentimes late in the fourth quarter, where um, you know we, we've got to make a play. So um, the game's not over. We haven't scored enough until until the game is over, until you know the clock runs out. So. Uh, we've got to be ready and, and be ready to go. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on you coming into this year to play a certain way. It seems like you have you've played well, and the wins still aren't coming. Is there a part of you that says, is there anything? Is there anything more I can do? I mean, how much more can you do to affect these results of this game? Uh, a lot. I think there's a lot. You know, we we all can do a lot more, and we, we have to. Uh, you know, we believe we have a good football team, and and we have the guys to to make it work. So. Um, you know, we've all got to do better. We've all got to play play better, uh, correct things, um, and uh, and move forward. But um, it's going to come from from all of us. What happened with the uh, fumble snap? Uh, I just got to I got to handle that better. How much did it change the offense to lose two of your leading receivers early in the game? Um, it you know it, it affects affects the game affects the game plan. Um, those are two key guys and, and, and big time playmakers for us. But I thought uh, the guys stepped up and did a great job. Uh, Colin, CJ, uh, you know all those guys who were who were in there played played great. So um, you know they they were ready and prepared and, and uh, thought they did a great job. How were Shep and uh, Darius after the game? Uh, they're doing all right. I think you know anytime. Uh, you get hurt like that, it's frustrating, and, and those guys want to be out there. They're, they're competitors, um, so uh, I know they'll, they'll work hard uh, to get back. Daniel, do you, do you feel for Evan Ingram when you guys hear, you know, booze every time there's a bad play his way? His fans were cheering when he was being subbed out of the game. I mean, do you feel for a teammate when something's happening like that? Yeah, ab absolutely. I mean, I don't think, uh, you know, that was deserved. I think, you know, he... he uh, one tip ball and, and you know could have thrown it better there at the end and, and you know I'm not sure I, I, I really understood that but you know he, he played played hard all game and, and you know fought back from an injury uh, you know a few weeks ago to, to be out here so he's a big time player for us and, and it's going to be huge for us down the stretch. So that was Daniel Jones speaking with reporters lastly addressing the fact that Evan Ingram made his season debut for Big Blue but the Giants fall to Falcons 17-14 will step aside come back get more player reaction run you through some of the notable statistics as we move along here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. They're going for two here. Barkley in motion to the right. First and goal at the one. Giants trail by one with 12.56 to go. Tenth play of the drive coming up. Barkley the tailback. Penny the fullback. Ingram in motion. Jones gives for Barkley. He leaps into the air. And he's in for the touchdown. That was the lone touchdown of the game for the Giants. They would add the two-point conversion. It gave them a 14-7 lead early in the fourth quarter. It's today's scoring drive of the game brought to you by Investors Bank at the official New York Giants checking account only from Investors Bank. Visit InvestorsBank.com slash Giants for more details. It was a 10-play, 71-yard drive that took 5-10 off the clock. Let's head back to the podium. Cornerback Adoree Jackson addressing the media. So dropping and missing that play, you know, I was pissed at myself. Um, but at the end of the day, just got to keep going back out there and battling. Adore, do you think they made it look too easy on the on the drive that tied the ball game, then on the game-winning set up to the field goal that they came down the field just looked too easy? Uh, I just feel like they actually out-executed us I mean, in that situation. That's one of the things where we just got to go look at the field correct and just get better. Um, just an understanding, just betting on ourselves, doubling down. And knowing that, you know, games come down to third down, two minutes in red zones, just trying to correct it and, and get better. 
what keeps happening at the end of halves and the end of games, the two-minute drills? It seems like you're playing three weeks in a row. It seems like you're playing decent defense, and then those two-minute drills is where everything collapses. Uh, I mean, I credit Z's for, you know, getting a sack and that turnover on that one two-minute drill in the first half. Uh, and then the second one, like I said, we just didn't execute. Uh, that's point-blank period, and there's no excuses or no, no anything. I mean, we just got to go out there and finish and execute. So this, you know, two straight weeks here, this has happened. Is this defense overrated? Overrated? We just go out there and fix it. I mean, if you want to call us overrated, you can. Our morale in the locker room is just staying with each other, sticking with each other, keep building, keep growing, understanding that, you know, it's September. We got, what, 15, maybe 14 more games left to play um, to figure it out and get it together. So our heads are not down. We're not wavering. We're not thinking about anything on the outside. We're just trying to get ourselves together and keep going in and competing. Corey, from a secondary standpoint, how do you fix these late-game collapses? Because, I mean, it was a couple big throws to put them in the position today. Um, for us, it starts, you know, when we get back to work tomorrow. Um, watching the film. Um, whenever practice starts, whenever we go out there competing and going out there, you know, we made some great plays on the ball and then some we just didn't, you know, execute and make the plays on I mean, that we needed. So um, just trying to be consistent throughout the week and going out throughout the game, be consistent and, and keep working. Jory, uh, Blake got hurt early. He's a guy who never comes off the field. Uh, is there an adjustment for the whole unit when He's not out there. He's not, you know, calling signals, those kind of things. Uh, for us, it's just, you know, next man up mentality. Understand that things happen throughout the course of the game or throughout the course of the week and understand that you just got to go out there and play and compete. So, you know, having him down, surely missed him, but we wanted to go out there and play for him and, you know, make him proud. And obviously we didn't do that today. Dory, on a lighter note, what's the penalty you have for missing that interception in the DB room? Say again? What's the penalty that you're going to have to face dropping the interception in the DB room? Uh, I know they're going to give me hell. Um, so whatever they, you know, the penalty they give me, I got to accept it. I understand I should have made that play. I didn't and killing me. So um, whatever they say, just going in there to work, competing, and just trying to improve this week. Natural reaction when a team, you know, struggles to make plays at the end of games when, you know, the biggest of moments is that, uh, you know, the pressure is getting to, you, getting to you guys a little bit. Do you feel or how much do you feel that, or that guys are pressing to make these kind of plays late in games? No, I don't think nobody's pressing. I know we always talk about rely on your brother next to you, do your job. You know, it's crazy. I heard uh, James Wilson talking about, you don't always have to be Batman. You can be Bruce Wayne. And that's the, you know, attitude that we try to come in, you know, with understanding that it's uh, 10 other guys out there. You know, you do your job and your brother does his job. We should be all right. So I don't think we're pressing to do anything or feeling any uh, pressure out there. Um, just got to go out there and make the plays. Just some of those things. Bad luck in your mind? I don't know. God got us in this little adversity right now. You know, I don't question, you know, nothing that goes on, you know, through life or or what's happening right now. I understand that it's a long season. There's a lot of ball left to be played, and it's corrections that could be made and will be made. So, um, at the end of the day, that's just how I think of it, you know, opportunity to get better. So that was Giants cornerback Adoree Jackson speaking with reporters as the Giants follow the Falcons 17-14. Let's walk you through today's stats brought to you by the New York State Department of Health. COVID is spreading. Protect yourself and the people you love. Get vaccinated today. Daniel Jones, 24 of 35 for 266 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. He was sacked twice. The Giants power report brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. On the ground today, they ran the ball 27 times for 100 yards, just under 4 yards per carry. Saquon, 16 carries, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Daniel Jones, the first time he didn't lead the team in rushing this season, 8 runs for 39 yards. Kenny Galladay was the leading receiver, 4 catches for 64 yards. And on the defensive side of the ball, Tate Crowder, 11 tackles, 4 solo, also had a pass defense. On Atlanta's side, Matt Ryan was 27 of 36, 243 yards, 2 touchdown passes, no interceptions. He was sacked 3 times. They ran the ball 20 times for just 69 yards. Mike Davis did all the heavy lifting for the most part, 12 carries for 50 yards. And Cordaro Patterson was their leading receiver, six catches for 82 yards. Foye Oluokun was their leading tackler with 14, also nine solo, one tackle for a loss, and a quarterback hit. As those are some of the notable individual numbers from this game. We just heard from Adoree Jackson, Carl, and the Giants defense obviously has to go back to the drawing board. He was asked about whether or not these missed opportunities and the penalties are starting to get to this team from a mental perspective, and they don't have time to feel sorry for themselves because at the end of the day, they have to regroup and get back to work against a Saints team, which probably has not received a lot of respect thus far this season with Jameis Winston under center, but the Giants can't take any opponent for granted at this point. 
No, but to, the short answer to his question is if, if those missed opportunities are getting to them, the answer is yes, it should. It should bother the hell out of them. Like, and understand the importance of the moment. Like, understanding, well, we're not good enough for me to be dropping these picks. We're Carl, not- hold that thought. We got Saquon Barkley at the podium. Let's hear what he has to say. Obviously, no one's happy. Um, we just got to keep trusting each other, stay, each, stay with each other. I think in this, you know, starting on three is where you're going to hear a lot of noise outside. And uh, as long as we stay strong in, in the locker room, we're going to be all right. So we've got to keep trusting each other, keep trusting the system, keep trusting the coaches, and keep coming to work and try to figure it out. The, 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 no- the noise today obviously was booing. How much do you guys hear that? How much does it affect the psyche? Um, that's part of the game. Uh, you know, we, we have some of the best fans here, and we know that, and we know how New York and New Jersey are, and that, that, that's part of the game. And, you know, we got to give them something that they can't boo about. We got to be better. Along those lines, I know you didn't hear this because you were in the locker room at halftime, but uh, when John Mara came up for Eli's uh, retirement, when he stepped to the podium, the fans booed him. What do you think of that? Um, I, I don't think that's fair to Mr. Mara. Uh, I think he's been he's done a great job and he's a great owner uh, and you know we just got to keep doing better as a team. Did you get hurt at one point or did you just get hit somewhere uncomfortable? I got hit somewhere uncomfortable. Um, I got hit my private part. I don't know how what other way to say it. Uh, if, you're guy, if you're a guy here, if you've ever been hit there, it, it's not comfortable and when you have a 220, 30 pound linebacker hit you there, definitely don't feel good either. So. How are you assessing, you know, you coming back to where you're attacking the holes? Do you feel as though you have more to go or do you feel like you're back to where you were before? There's definitely more to go. Um, I, I can see it. Uh, you know, my teammates can see it. They, they've been telling me that it's coming. I'm starting to look like myself again. But uh, I knew this road wasn't going to be easy. But just like how right now, you know, the season started how we started, how we were like. Uh, but I'm gonna keep coming to work and keep pushing myself, keep pushing the team, keep being a leader, and keep going. When you see Darius get hurt, Shep get hurt, you know Kenny Galladay's hurt. Do you feel that weight on your shoulders that like you have to do even more than you would normally do? Uh, it sucks to see those guys go down. Uh, they're they're key parts of our team. Uh, they're leaders in our team. They make big plays for us. And they come in every single day, and, and they work. They work. So it sucks to see those guys go down. Um, but you know, even with them, even with them going down, we still had opportunity to win the game, and we didn't do that. We didn't finish, and that's both sides, all three phases. Uh, we got to go score um, on the offense, uh, so don't even give it a, another opportunity. Um, special teams, we got to do better. Defense, we got to do better, um, and that's where we're at as a team, to be completely honest. And it's, it's been like that for last, what, four years, three, four years. So uh, it's going to click. You know, we got something special. I told those guys in halftime that we have something special. But I don't know when, but when it's going to happen, but we got to start believing. And when I mean we, I mean the players. We got to start believing in each other and believing in the scheme. And when that happens, we're going to have something special. But until, the, until then, we're going to keep having um, losses at the end of the game with, with field goals because we're this close and we keep saying it. We keep saying it. We're this close. We're this close. Uh, but, you know, somebody got to do something about it and uh, that got to be myself and, you know, the leaders on this team and, you know, just the, the guys on the team. We got to step up and, and make plays. So that was Giants running back Saquon Barkley who had 94 total yards in this game as the Giants fall to the Falcons 17-14. to So we are moving along here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. We will step aside, come back, continue to react to the Giants' latest setback as they now fall to 0-3 on the season and look ahead to a matchup on the road next Sunday against the New Orleans Saints, another team in the NFC South. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Logan Ryan, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN, and the WFAN-FM, New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you. Giants fall to the Falcons 17-14. to Speaking of Logan Ryan, let's hear from him now at the podium. Earn the trust and earn the hope of the fan base and everyone like that. So that's what we're doing. But for me, up here today, 
I don't lose hope because I go to work regardless. I go to work every day. We put the work in. You lose by a field goal. Oh, man, the season's over. You lose by a field goal. Oh, man, the season's definitely over. That's just not the case. I mean, we're going to go back to work. I think we play a lot better defense today. I think at the end of the game, um, situation, we didn't play our best ball. We got to figure that out. We didn't play great two-minute defense in the first quarter. They get a, in, the, in the second quarter, they get a turnover. We go out there, and we get a turnover. That's a good response. If we don't respond there, you guys are going to be writing how we can't get a stop in two minutes. We got to stop in two minutes today. So I think we cleaned up a lot of things. I think we hit a lot of our targets. I just think, unfortunately, at the end of the game, we didn't get the stops we need. And then, listen, this is the business. It's a production business, and it's about wins and losses. So you don't win the game. Obviously, there could be a lot of panic, but I just I try to bring a little poise um, and some experience there that you, know, you can't lose your mind after every loss. And given what happened, given what happened at the end of the game the past two weeks, is this defense overrated? That's all. That's up to you. We don't rate ourselves. You know, PFF rates us. We don't. We don't rate ourselves. So we go out there and play. And at the end of the game, uh, this time last year, we were probably the 32nd ranked defense, and we finished somewhere better than that. So. We don't rate ourselves, man. We keep on trucking. And if you got guys on defense that worry about their ratings and their rankings and, and, and what they should be or could be, that's not, that, that's not why you play defense. You scratch and claw every play, and you make some stops. They make some plays on you, and you go out and you play again. That's why a lot of people can't play defense nowadays because Twitter and hot, hot reactions, they're afraid to get embarrassed. I got out there. I got stiff arm today. I dropped a pick today. But guess what? People know those guys on the other team, they shook my hand because they know I bring it every game. I'm going to get around the ball. I'm going to force fumbles. I'm going to make tackles. If I miss a tackle, I miss a tackle. If I miss a pick, I miss a pick. But I made a lot of picks in my career, and I closed out a lot of games. Today, I didn't close it out. But I got a shooter's mentality. I keep on going. I'm not afraid to be out there in the big moments. I'm not afraid if I make a mistake. I go out there, and that's why I'm the leader of this team. Logan, when a team is as young as you guys are, is it any harder to keep guys up when a team is down? than when you have a lot of veterans and a lot of guys who have been there? I think, I think the league is relatively young. The league's, I think the league's relatively young. I think, I think our team isn't that young. I think we have key experienced players. We have quarterbacks who've been in the system, running backs who've, who've, uh, who've been here a couple years. We've got offensive players, uh, Shep and Galladay, who've made plays for years. We've got a deep, uh, guys all over the defense that have made plays for years, played a lot of ball. So, I mean, we might be young in some areas, but I think we have plenty of veteran leadership. And we have plenty of experience. I just think the league in general is a lot younger than it used to be. And I'm sure Atlanta, I mean, I, don't, I mean, Matt Ryan's really old, so that might help their age. But uh, I don't really, I really don't know the age's difference and all that stuff. But uh, I think everyone's dealing with, you know, some youth. But that's just the league. Dory came in and talked about his miss, you know, what he did when he missed the interception. You had a couple out there as well. Can you take us through what you saw out there on your misses and also what the penalty you'll face in the DB room this week for it? Um, yeah, so, you know, the first one, um, I'm rolling over to the half of the field and I'm trying to make a break on the receiver. I see the ball's thrown high, so it's kind of coming out of a, a weird break um, and trying to make a play on the ball, contorted my body and didn't come down with the catch. Um, so hit my hands, got to catch it, but it wasn't like my man threw it right to me and I just dropped it. I was trying to contort to make the catch. And the other one, uh, something I really put a lot of work in is playing the post safety in the offseason. We talked about that. And I put a lot of work. I think I had a great put, great read and break out the post. And I go to make a play on the ball. The receiver hit, you know, bang, bang, receiver hit my hands off the ball. So, yeah, people can sit there and say they're misses and drops. I mean, half the safety this league can't even get to those balls. But, listen, I, I want to be an upper echelon safety. And I want to make those plays in this league. And that's what they paid me to do. And that's the guy I want to be around here. And uh, so put it on me. You put the loss on me. You put the drops on me. That's fine. I get on the jug machines. I'm here four hours early before the game catching 100 footballs if anyone's here early. So, my routine's there. Uh, my confidence isn't, sh isn't shaken. And I'm going to come bring it and make those plays for the team and close out these games, get some wins. What happened on the pass, what happened on the pass interference? What you, what's your take on that? Um, yeah, man. I just uh, pa passed a, we passed a Kyle Pitts off there, and I, I ended up on him. And uh, Matt Ryan threw the ball to the – felt like the first row really high. And that dude's a lot taller than me, probably jumped a lot higher than me. And I climbed a ladder to go make a play on the ball. I feel like I'm looking at the ball. Obviously, there's some collision there. But if he was stiff-arming me to catch the ball, they're not going to call nothing. So I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to make a play of the ball. But I'm 5'11 with a 35-inch vert. He's 6'6", whatever he got. So I'm not going to let him come down with it. So I think it's bang, bang, let us play. I'm playing the ball. You know, we're going to have to make a play. But like I said, that's just the positions I'm put in on this team, um, near the line of scrimmage, in the post, covering pits, got to have situations. That's just the situation they put me in, and uh, 
they trust me to make those plays. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, but I trust the team's going to put me in those situations again and have a different result. I got to see the film, I'm not exactly sure. Did you see the replay of the Xavier hit the, that they flagged? I did, man. It's, it's hard to play defense nowadays, man. It, you know, uh, physicality is not rewarded anymore for the defense. It's almost a penalty. So, unfortunately, that's just how they call it. Hopefully he doesn't get fined. I don't think he deserves that. But uh, if it looks bad, they're going to call it. And I just think it was uh, it's how you teach it. And I don't know. Fortunate. Is Giants defensive back at Captain Logan Ryan addressing the media. He was talking about the Xavier McKinney unnecessary roughness penalty. That was the sixth of eight penalties against the Giants today. Also referring to his pass interference call. A few plays later, Matt Ryan hit Lee Smith from one yard out. Falcons tied the game. They win it on a young way coup 40-yard field goal as time expired. As we welcome you back here to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you recapping another heartbreaking loss for the Giants. Is two straight losses in which they have had to suffer a game-winning field goal as time expired at the hands of the opposition. And, Carl, you were mentioning this right before we went to Logan Ryan. The challenge at hand now is to regroup. They get the New Orleans Saints on the road. There's a yeah. team that beat the New England Patriots earlier today, 28-13. to You had Malcolm Jenkins with a pick six off Mac Jones. You have Alvin Kamara and company to be concerned about. But the beauty of this league is you have an opportunity to bounce back. Listen, the Giants have to be concerned about the Giants. All the other stuff, they, they've given themselves a chance to win uh, for three weeks. The one thing I know that is absent, and it's not, a, it's not a negative per se, is that they don't have that alpha uh, personality in the locker room, which means they've got to be very good execution-wise. But it's okay to be smart, tough, physical, and add the element of playing angry. You can do all four of those in, in the courts of a football game. And I think that's what they, they need to have some kind of angry mentality uh, and just more attention to detail. All right, guys. Yeah. We'll Lance. speak to you next week. I don't know what else to say, man. <laughs> it's been a long one today. We'll let you go your separate ways. Appreciate the help as always. Well, stick with us if you were listening Are to you us saying? on the fan in New York. Yes, I. it's my duty to stay calm. Oh, I don't have stay? a choice are in this. Are you going to read yes. stats? Or are you going to Well, no, talk? I've read the stats. Those were sponsored are you going to do play-by-play? We're going to do a variety scoreboards. of stuff. Yes, scoreboards. You know, scoreboards. I, I will entertain that? you on Good, I'll be listening. Home. I promise you I'm that. On my way okay? to Weehawken That's Stadium. the only thing that I can deliver with respect to what's upcoming. If that's not a tease, then I don't know what to tell you. But for those of you sticking with us, without Bob and Carl, you can keep listening to us on The Fan in New York. We'll be right back with more post-game coverage. It's time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network and on the Giants' digital platforms. Final score once again, Falcons 17, Giants 14, as the Giants now start off 0-3 for the second straight season. Atlanta has beaten the Giants three straight times, including three of the last four. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants radio network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck.